Can't nobody do it quite like we can Straight up warriors from Ushweekin Ain't no lies in these words I'm speaking Sneaking from the bush we creepin' Mess with us and watch your ass get beaten Keep a good mind and our spirits won't weaken Six Nations of the Grand River is the largest reserve in Canada with over 25,000 members and half of those members living on reserve. It is the only reserve where all six of the nations live together. You know how you can remember all six of the nations on Six Nations? We say Skumpti, and that stands for Seneca, Cayuga, Oneida, Onondaga, Mohawk, and Tuscarora. Pretty cool, hey? Six Nations also produces some very cool artists. Derek Miller, Murray Porter, Jonathan Garlow, and Logan Statz, just to name a few. We'll hear from these artists and the role that Six Nations Res Radio played in launching their music careers. I grew up on Six Nations. I was born in Toronto at Mount Sinai Hospital and moved here when I was three. And I've been here ever since. Today, like uh, in my full capacity as an entrepreneur, I'm the publisher for the Turo Times newspaper and website publications. I'm married. Uh, my wife Nanta Garlo is on a dog of Beaver Clan uh, from Six Nations as well. And I never really knew her growing up, or I never really met her until we were adults. And she just lives on Sour Springs Road, like uh, five minutes from my dad's house, uh, one song away. <laughs> like one song on the radio and you're, you're there so I lived a super sheltered life which probably maybe adds to the eclectic uh, weirdness that is Jonathan Garlow so I was almost like a bubble boy growing up or um, I wasn't exposed to radio like my favorite songs were like cartoon intros like gummy bears 
bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> so that's like my musical, all those little cartoon intros, that's my, my growing up. But I would hear my parents play some stuff. Um, my dad listened to a lot of Elvis and uh, old country like Hank Williams Sr. a lot. I have my own theories, but um, I think because Res Life is country life, you know, it's, there's nothing really very urban about it. Like the stuff that country artists are singing about, like tractors and, uh, and uh, farming and um, fights and, and boozing and uh, uh, all that kind of stuff is very similar to like a res life growing up in, in the country with guns and, and pickup trucks and all of that stuff is very easily transferable to res life. To be honest, I didn't really understand it. I, I rejected it when I was a teenager because I'm thinking, um, you know, I didn't know much when I was a teenager. I, w I wasn't really aware of uh, the indigenous uh, political things. But I was, all I knew was like cowboys and Indians. Like why would we celebrate the uh, cowboys the bad guys' uh, music. So I really rejected country and western, but as I've calmed down and become older, I've, I've seen that there is some value to, to that style of music as well. Uh, my name is Murray Porter. I'm a Mohawk, Turtle Clan from Six Nations. I grew up uh, in, the, in the 60s, and uh, AM radio was the only thing there was. There was no iPods, there was no iPads, there was not even a computer to be found. And there wasn't even FM radio at that time. It didn't come in until the 70s, so that's where I got my music from. Every time, I would even tape record songs that came on the radio so I could listen to them over and over again. Before, you know, couldn't afford records and you know, we lived on the res and the, didn't have the money to get to town. And so uh, AM radio was my uh, introduction to music, totally. They, oh, because I lived in Ontario, Southern Ontario, Six Nations, radio was coming from Detroit, radio was coming from Chicago, radio was coming from Toronto, Buffalo. We were just inundated with, with uh, media and, uh, and, uh, and lots of good music. So we were pretty lucky to, even though we were on the res, we could, through the airwaves, we, could, we had access to all this really cool music. Well, for me, it actually uh, pushed me in the direction I went to where I'm here today. I, uh, I, I heard B.B. King under the covers. I was about 14, 15 years old. And with my little transistor radio under the, under the covers, I was supposed to be gone to bed, you know, and I tuning and tuning and I get Chicago and I hear B.B. King and he sings, uh, the thrill is gone. I grew up with country music. I didn't uh, have any, my mom had a couple of albums by Nat King Cole, uh, but mostly it was country, Charlie Pride and you know, George Jones, Merle Haggard, all those kinds of guys. And so I finally heard this song and I was like an epiphany for me, like, oh my, what is this? So I listened a little further and the, the call letters come on, K, whatever it was, blues in Chicago. So I was like, blues, wow, okay. The thrill is gone, baby. The so thrill is record gone store, the next chance I got in the blues section, picking and finding uh, music that I have never heard before. And so the radio actually, if it wasn't for radio, I would not be sitting here today playing with the Juno Award, uh, talking to you, probably. 
Um, you know, obviously, uh, CKRZ was a big part, like big part of everything I was doing, right? Um, so I def definitely listened to that a lot, but uh, but mainly uh, I was listening to just albums that my parents, you know, my parents were big music people, right? So they always had they always had different uh, records playing. Uh, a lot of the band, you know, uh, a lot of old country like uh, Conway Twitty and stuff like that, Bob Dylan, rootsy organic stuff like that, you know. That sort of feel, sewn right into the, the fabric of, of what I do, so. You know, I just, I'm not um, like classically trained or anything like that. I'm, I, I just play by feel, and uh, I guess just, just listening to music and, and listening to the different genres and, and uh, really had a lot to do with me evolving, you know, as a musician. The music I'm playing today is, Oh, very like folky, bluesy, soulful, you know. Um, well, the album that I have coming out on the 21st um, of this year, my solo album, that's very like live off the floor, um, just me in, in, in a room with a microphone, you know. Well, back in uh, Six Nations in the early 90s, you had uh, Q107 coming from Toronto. You had some Buffalo networks that were playing music, uh, like rock and roll and stuff, and it was mostly just top 40 stuff I was listening to. And um, we uh, came along. I, I start hearing that we had a radio station on the res, uh, 100.3, and they were at this old nursing station, old bunker house, and in the basement. And we'd go down there and, and monkey around a little bit. And uh, yeah, it kind of got me interested in what music was and what you could do to record it and everything. And um, I just ended up um, making uh, demo songs and uh, submitting them to the radio station. And people really uh, caught on with the lyric and, and it was called Engine Boy Blues, the first uh, song that the, they kind of helped me with. But um, yeah, it's uh, it was really beginnings of it all was the uh, lacrosse team won the Minto Cup that year, the Arrows, and all the team was basically friends of mine, and they were singing my songs and you know just generally having fun with it, and yeah, that kind of uh, just took on a life of its own at CKRZ, and people start requesting it a lot, and really encouraged me to keep going and playing, and then. Next thing you know, I'm touring with Buffy St. Marie and 
winning a Juno and stuff, so it was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it was uh, CKRZ that helped me, you know, get uh, the ball rolling. At CKRZ, yeah. we had bingo as <laughs> programming, which is a good thing. Um, trying to develop some resources to keep the thing going. Um, there was a, a lot of indigenous artists being played on CKRZ. So, you know, you got uh, a lot of uh, different exposure to different people doing things. And um, it was a good glimpse at what was out there because they were doing a good job trying to uh, represent everybody like Susan Aglukark and Buffy St. Marie and uh, Shin Goose was playing on there. There's uh, Mitch Walking Elk, um, Billy Joel Green, uh, saw the Winnipeg boys were coming in and you could hear them on the radio. And yeah, it was uh, a lot of top 42 and Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. So that was, uh, <laughs> it was all fun. Oh, country music. Um, totally. Like, I think even in like some of the True Res albums there, I tried to put a little bit of twang into some of the tracks. And so maybe that put us in parallel with maybe a Kid Rock or something. We, I've heard the comparisons. And that's cool. That's what I was going for, was to try to accurately reflect um, things that are really going on on Six Nations and on the Res, where, you know, the, the diversity of musical influence and musical opinions includes country. I'm not ashamed of that anymore, like I used to be. Yeah just been there you know as a background setting for so long it's like it's, it's something it's one of those things that you just take for granted and, and you're used to being a part of your everyday life um cruising around and just having on ckrz it's just so normal that only, it was only when it was gone where you're like oh man like we we need that <laughs> i can remember uh there would be the blues night i think it might have been thursday and i forget what it was called so but I remember there'd be a lot of blues, a lot of country. Um, I remember there'd be a lot of Baby, You're My Good Thing um, by Murray Porter. And uh, I remember I was, I'd get excited when I heard a little bit of Derek Miller on there. Uh, Searching was the name of his song, like back in, when I was in high school. Um, from his, one of his earliest releases, it was called Searching. And everyone, like all the guys, would like learn how to play that on guitar. And that's kind of one of the first things I learned how to play was Searching by Derek Miller. And uh, it was almost like the stairway to heaven for native kids on six. <laughs> but uh, it's true. Other than that, like they would play like these like uh, kind of crazy tunes. Now that I think of it, like a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff. I don't know who even know who the artists are, but like Bad to the Bone. Like who's who's the one who sings that? Yeah, George Thorogood. They played tons of George Thorogood. I don't know who was in charge of all of this stuff, but they really shaped like 
the culture of Six Nations by like reinforcing some of these tunes that like uh, certain people liked. And that's not, I think that it, it's it's one of these things where like uh, I don't know if it's art imitates life or vice versa, but like they would just play like the stereotypical res tunes and then it made it even more stereotypical and kind of a cool good way though I mean. And so uh, it, they really did create a, a culture and they created a scene by just playing these songs. But it was diverse. Like that, it's not like they played it all the time. Like it seems like there'd be country in the morning, country tunes, I don't know, like uh, see Merle Haggard, uh, Conway Twitty. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time You're just as lovely As you used to be it, it, It almost becomes almost like a meme or a caricature after a while of hearing these same songs every day. Well, for me, uh, when I heard Six Nations was getting radio say it was like, cool. They could play my music and people could actually hear it. You know, this is before I I, um, I got a record deal with EMI. It was but first in nineteen uh, in the nineties. I mean, there was nowhere to put your music. Um, nowhere. I mean, you couldn't just send your song to the, the radio station in Toronto without a publicist, without a without all this team of people to make it happen. So, to actually let people hear my music, I thought this is going to be cool, man. And then uh, I remember Derek Miller, he was just a kid, and he had a song called Indian Boy Blues, and he started, one of the first songs they used to play on the radio as well, and, uh, and it launched him to great heights. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a confidence thing too. You hear it on the car radio, or you hear it on the radio, it's like you really have done something. It gives you a pride, it gives you a strength to go forward. And uh, when that happened you know, on our reserve, so many other artists decided, well, let's, uh, let's make some music. Let's make a tape, let's make a CD, let's, you know, we can get it on the air and people can hear it. And so for me, it was like a epiphany almost. That I could hear something I could really sink my teeth into and my people at least can hear it on my res. Well, I've seen it, you know, expand and contract kind of. Um, but as community radio, they do their best to involve the community and get the word out to what's happening and events and everything like that. So. Um, any type of media that we do have in indigenous country, it's good to you know try and support each other the best we can. It's it's a, a tough go though, but we do the best we can to support each other. And you know, like yourself and any kind of media outlets on this tour that we've been talking to, I've been really thankful that they're supporting you know us indigenous artists and independent artists. You know, regardless of color, it's it's a slog, man. <laughs> it seemed to be like a a glass ceiling of some sorts that was there, but uh, it seems to be changing. Um, just doing that Smithsonian record that you're talking about really inspired me and informed me about uh, the indigenous influence on um, mainstream music, contemporary music, because in, without the indigenous people, it would have been a different blueprint altogether. You got Charlie Patton with the blues and the first blues guy who's Choctaw and Link Ray who's invented distortion and a power chord. And, Jimi Hendrix, who did a lot of things with electric guitar, and Robbie Robertson with the band, Red Bone, um, Buffy St. Marie again. Um, there's just uh, so many people that contributed to mainstream music. 
It, it really is. A, and the indigenous look is a, is a blueprint to American rock and roll. And even to this day with the Tribe Called Red and the EDM world and stuff like that, it's, it's, they're really breaking ground too and putting uh, you know, traditional sounds into the music, into the dance vibe. And they got a lot of people really digging on it. job they're mixing up mainstream music and indigenous music and it's kind of blending together and they got the bingo I think going still and that's a good thing and their community events is good and they support local artists still to this day and there's so much talent coming out of Six Nations it's incredible so um, they're doing a good job they just need to keep going and you know it's the media and the the way the future and how things are it's gonna change so you know maybe looking towards the internet and, and online uh, as something maybe they can um, stream their stuff. So I think they already do that anyway, so that's cool. It's just, yeah, keeping up with what technology is. Oh, definitely. Um, my uh, buddy Derek Miller, you know, he's, he, I remember listening to him when I was a kid, you know, and uh, listening to uh, his work with True Red's crew and that track that they did, you know, and that was like kind of an anthem around here. Um, and then just hearing him and, you know, and growing up and then now I'm fortunate enough to be working with this guy and, and to be learning from him and uh, Yeah, that he was huge for me, you know, he was huge for me growing up and like I remember like listening to Murray Porter and dudes like that and and just um, Those kind of trailblazers right that, that kind of kind of uh, open the doors listening to them for, for, for on CKRZ. Yeah, you know, and I, maybe maybe at that time I was a little bit too young to understand it. And now that I have a little bit more appreciation for music and, and what it takes to do it, you know, now I now I can really appreciate the sound that is coming from this this territory, you know. Um, it's really great. It's something special. It's a, it's a force to be reckoned with, I think. I just think, um, you know, it's just something that everyone's going to kind of watch grow and hopefully be a part of, you know. Um, I don't know, I'm really excited, you know. I'm really excited and all these things are changing right now are all around me and it's it's really uh it's really humbling for me to even be be playing music with dudes like like Derek Miller or or to be, you know, traveling to Winnipeg or it's really just it's such a blessing for me. Yeah, you know, that was they were one of the first radio stations that were ever playing my songs, you know? And it was like this I did a I played at Woodland Cultural Center. And they were, they tracked the whole the whole event, and then they picked like two of my songs. And they made this this little mixtape, and I had no idea that like I knew it was made, but I didn't know. And then all of a sudden, all my friends were calling me like, "I hear your song on the radio." I'm like, "Where?" And of course, it was you know, Voice the Grand. It's it's you know, big or small, whatever it is. It's, it's there's a the, yeah, there's a feeling that like overwhelms you and just covers you, right? It's a uh, it's good, you know. It's a, it's a good feeling, and it's 
part of the reason that you do that I play music, you know, is for that feeling. And I think that uh, there's a lot of so many talented uh, personalities, musicians, and so many people with so much musical knowledge. Like, there's people in the reserve that can just tell you the whole history of blues or the whole history of country and, and, and even our own, uh, our own music, like our social songs and, and, and some of our more uh, ancient songs. Like, there's people who know that history as well. And I think that I would like to see the diversity celebrated with getting, like, getting volunteers in there. Like, I, no one's asked me to do a radio show. You asked me, I'd love to do an hour of dubstep or trap music like every Friday night from 10 to 11. But do I have the energy to go out and try to make that happen? Not really, you know. But if there was a director in there who, who knew a lot of people, who had a wide network of people they know, and who just filled that time slot with volunteers or even was able to raise money through a Patreon to, get, to make the uh, radio station really bloom and, and flourish, it could happen. In a way, it's almost as if uh, like prisoners could have their own radio station. If you think of the res as like an ancient style of prison, you know, where we get, we get our, we're under huge oppression here. We're almost eradicated entirely from the face of the earth. But we set up our own little radio station and just like make jokes and laugh at each other. It's uh, quite a precious thing. CKRZ uh, 100.3, Odrenata, Voice of the Grand. So. I'm just a, a musician and a listener, but um, I think continue uh, to promote the younger artists and continue to play their music, um, whether it be hip hop, whether it be blues, whether it be rock and roll, or whether it be heavy metal, whatever it is, um, just continue to play it, continue to uh, support our younger artists because uh, Somebody's got to carry on the mantle. And, uh, you know, when I retire from this business, when Derek retires from this business, when we're 100 years old, uh, we need some 80 years old people and 70 year old people to take care and take over. But I just want to promote, hopefully, that they will promote our young artists and continue to do so and push them forward. That's, that's my, goal, my thing. Res Radio, community radio in general, has come a long way. They have networks now that cover huge areas here in BC. There's a, a station called uh, CKNR, CFNR, I'm sorry. Terrace. And they, and out of Terrace, and they have satellite stations to all these remote communities, all over northern BC. And so when you play a song, they get to hear it all across northern BC and central BC. And in, and in Manitoba, they have NCI, which also has satellite stations all across Manitoba. And uh, I think that every province should, should have that, um, especially in the northern communities, should have that option where you could play the programming and hear it all over. And uh, I think that's uh, the future of community radio is the satellite uh, radio stations so that you can hear your, your native people all across the country, you know, and not just in a little community radio station, but in this huge, larger network. And that's, that's what I'm thinking about. Well, we have the tools and the, and the knowledge, the experience to kind of pull that sort of stuff off these days. So it's just throughout the years, we've attained a lot of knowledge and experience and um, like working with our computers and all this gear that we got, we're trying to, you know, clean up the sound, make it, control our sound and, um, 
even with pitcher and everything like that with six heroes media gary joseph shane paulus they're um, um really good at what they do and we're able to pull those things up because we're good at that stuff so it's just been a lot of experience and, and years coming and being and i'm glad to be partners with those guys because they're um, they're really good uh, people instead of trying to oppress the people and rip them off it's like help each other and prosper together and this just seems to be something that canada doesn't understand for some reason Okay, I'm good to roll. All right. You ready? And I'm rolling. Okay. Clearly, this Res Radio, Six Nation CKRZ FM, Voice of the Grand, has played and continues to play a monumental role for their musicians looking to make a name for themselves. And there is great hope for this community station to continue sending out those signals from their pocket of Turtle Island out into the world. There's a lot of pride to be shared, and yes, more burgeoning talent waiting to hit the airwaves. My name is Janet Rogers, Mohawk Tuscarora, producer of Indians on the Airwaves radio series, made possible by CFUV-FM in Victoria, British Columbia, and the CRFC Radio Meters Fund. Thanks for listening. Families are grieving Relationships torn And parents are crying Over babies not yet born Every life matters Sixteen, where do our sisters go home?